very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in Tom Lane to accept standards of excellence. We will deal with the Tartan Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. As we have now entered the voting stages in Beats Club Focus, we're going to recap on our 12 participants. But first, following elimination from the World Cup, we're looking back at the two games for the girls in green down under, as well as looking ahead to Monday's clash with Nigeria. I'm Sean Connolly, and this is Sportsbeat Extra. Five counties, one big sports show. Sportsbeat Extra. It's not been an easy journey to get here, um, as you all know. Um, the highs and lows of the last few weeks, players missing out, um, players getting injured. Um, it's been a it's been a real journey for the team and for the way the girls have held like held themselves throughout this this whole few weeks and starting against obviously Australia and then tonight as well. Um, I was just so proud of them and for us now it's about regrouping, um, keeping the positives from these games and making sure we we give the nation something to be really proud of and hopefully we can end this tournament with a win for them. Um, it felt like we were at home in Dublin, in Tallah Stadium. Um, it was absolutely incredible from the minute we started singing the national anthem. It was like we all had goosebumps. It was honestly the stuff of dreams. Um, you could even say it was even better than the night in, uh, against Australia because it was so close-knit. The fans cheered us on from, from start to finish. Um, and we're just... Yeah, we're just so grateful for them being so far away from home and then f- making it feel like we're actually at home in Dublin in Ireland. It's incredible and um, yeah, we owe it all to the fans because they've yeah they've really made it special for us. That was of course the voice of Katie McCabe following a heartbreaking defeat against Canada in the Women's World Cup. The defeat meant that the girls in green cannot progress to the knockout stages and will play a final group game against Nigeria on Monday. As we reflect on a tournament which has seen two memorable performances against Australia and then Canada, we're left with memories of courageous group of players. I'm joined by Stephen Quinn, who is the former manager of Wexford Youths and a man that is familiar with many of the players. Stephen, what have you made of the girls' time down under? I think kind of the build-up leading into the tournament, I think we, we knew what to kind of expect and the heart and the physicality and everything, that was never going to be in question. I think from the first probably the two halves the first two halves in the games you definitely could see that the, the players um, were definitely at that level I just think then as the maybe teams got in at half time and they kind of figured out I suppose our, our style of play and maybe our game plan and they tweaked a few things I think kind of maybe opened up a little bit more maybe we Ireland didn't come out with the same kind of intensity and forwardness and, and that in the second half and I think when they reflect back on looking at the performance, I think it'll probably the second half will probably be more disappointing with. And obviously conceding the goals um, late into before the halftime whistle, um, I think they're they're the hardest one, especially going to the dressing room and change your team to talk. But like you'd hear in interviews and that that they were in the same, they were in a good mindset going out in the second half. But it's tough to get back into that second half now against really good opposition um, when you probably showed your hand in that first half of everything that you have. So it's, it's difficult, but I think they'll reflect on the good performances, good experience in, in the tournament, and have a really tough game now against Nigeria. And we've seen what Nigeria against Australia, they, they, they really went after Australia backline, put them under pressure from the start, like, and they got the reward. So it's going to be a really tough test for them now um, in the last game. And that was one thing I was going to say. Obviously, there's, there's no doubt that the girls will be down following the results. 
But just how important will a strong finish against Nigeria rank in their minds? Yeah, no, definitely. Look, and it's, it's like the I suppose Katie McCabe's goal. Um, it's the first goal, and it was applauded. And it was in from the corner, and um, brilliant. So that's the first. Like, and now they're just looking to get that point, um, or three points would be would be fantastic. And it's, I suppose, any games now you play in them competitions, like you said, it's, it's the rankings and for future qualifications and future competitions, um, they'll help. Um, because it was always going to be a tough task in that group, um, being. That's how you have the Olympic champions. You have two other team, top teams in the world. So it's um, they look back on it and they'll be looking to see really build on now with them performances and maybe string in the first half forms in for a longer period now into the second half and really go at Nigeria. And they've nothing to lose really. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the game and seeing an Ireland team that have nothing to lose and just really going at Nigeria and looking to go and get three points. Absolutely. And what you touched on there, and obviously we heard from Katie a few moments ago, she's etched her, her name in history, really, not just with her performances, but with that iconic goal against Canada. Just how highly do you rate that moment from an Irish sporting perspective? Oh, look, it's 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 one of them World Cup moments now um, that will live long in the memory. Um, I think people will probably remember that one their main facts in the games or... You know, we lost two games or maybe possibly maybe losing the three games but I think they'll always remember that goal and hopefully there'll be a second and third goal etched into from the World Cup goals um, against Nigeria but it's, it's a massive you know, what, a, what a player to score it as well like um, you know, a really good captain drives everyone on like, and he's one of the top players in the world the more I'm playing for Arsenal so there's some really good players in that team and a lot of experience in that back line and into into midfield and that but like these players now with this experience going into another qualification and then into a, hopefully into another competition I think you're only see, scratching the surface and some of the younger players like Abby Larkin coming through um, they're, they're the future really like so it's it's very very um, I'm very enthusiastic for the future of Irish football and, and the women's side of it and looking forward to to the game against Nigeria and then that qualification um, where there's a lot of home games and hopefully a good crowd comes and backs these girls not just because they got to the World Cup but let's back them get to the Euros and, and keep pushing on now because this is a great opportunity for women's game to grow from grassroots up to elite level and if we don't grasp the opportunity I think it's just going to be um, it's, it definitely won't be justified because other countries have done it and they have the longevity and they, you, know, you see countries now are really pushing on in the women's game we want to make sure that we're the ones that are doing that as well. Absolutely. And one final thing, the attendances at the matches have been absolutely amazing. It's it's just deserves for the girls. Have you been impressed with the overall quality of the performance of the tournament so far? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's the, like you see the, the amount of 75,000 at the Australian Ireland game and yeah, you see the steadily attendances then for the rest of them. So it's... um. It's brilliant. Like in the standard of football, I've watched a lot of the games. It's it's, it's exciting, and it's, hopefully now a lot of more eyes are watching it that would probably dismiss maybe four years ago the World Cup, but have now watched more of women's football because there's no football on TV at the moment, so people are catching. I know probably the only one thing is probably the games run so early, um, that probably not a lot of Irish would watch a lot of it maybe because it's in the mornings. But we'd hope now um, that a lot more people have watched it. The coverage is great, and um, it's great to RT are doing a lot of work with the commentary and analysis in the studio as well so it's it's brilliant well look hopefully they can get the result against Nigeria on Monday and thanks ever so much for your time Stephen it's great speaking to you as always yeah no problem thank you Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy the solar experts you can rely on make the cleaner choice ecosolarenergy.ie Beats Club Focus has been running for 12 months and I am delighted to confirm that we have our 12 participants they are a magnificent group of sporting people with a wide range of sports ranging from boxing to hockey and volleyball and so much more. 
Their stories are equally unique and inspiring when we factor in the time, dedication and effort that goes into the amount of work that each volunteer displays. Furthermore, the clubs are spread across our entire region and the athletes involved are some of the very finest in the country. I can say that I'm truly privileged to have shared time with every member and as voting has now officially opened, I wanted to recap our 12 and remind everybody in the region of what each participant has brought to the table. Our journey began in Tipperary with the brilliant Rockwell Rovers GAA Club. They are a passionate club that embodies the spirit of GAA and are located in the village of New Inn in County Tipperary. A message of equality was clear when I spoke with the club's senior chairman, John Halley. We have a, a policy here in the club that each club is the exact same to the other, so there's no inequality here. The club here supports the 2020 agreement with the women, ladies football and the camogie. We've always done it. When the camogie started first, many years ago, um, we used to have, there used to be, I won't say hassle, but you know, you, you wouldn't have a training night for the camogie and they were trying to fit in around. So a number of us sat down a number of years ago and we decided to give them a night to themselves that the senior club wouldn't be here. So what we did was we divided up the field in the sense that the juveniles are there on a Monday and a Thursday night. The Camogie Club are there on a Tuesday night. We then, the ladies' football was formed about five, maybe eight years ago, which we say under 10s, and now we have an under 17 team starting off. So we have transformed that, and we've given them the Wednesday night, and our seniors train also on a Wednesday night after they're finished. That's the advantage of having the lights in the field. Our second participant brought me to Wexford and the town of New Ross to meet the guys at Dumbrody Archers. A sense of family was the underlying feeling when I walked through the doors. Fabrizio is chairman of the Dumbrody Archers and he explained to me how the sport holds many proud traditions. One thing that kind of strikes me about Dumbrody and the club and the history of the club is every New Year's Day we're invited down to the hook and there's an arrow ceremony that goes back to 1680s, uh, which is quite a long tradition. So it was originally brought about by uh, the, the New Ross Town Council way back when. And every year we get to go and at, the, at, the, at a certain time we shoot arrows into the water to, to claim the waters of the estuary. Um, and it's something really nice to be uh, to be involved in, and it's really nice that um, because there are a few clubs around the southeast, it's really nice that Dunbrody's asked to do it every year, uh, and we're we're very very proud of, um, and it's made national newspapers and stuff like that. So it's been really really good for the club and, and good publicity for the club. We're, we're a relatively small club at, at fifty people, um, so it, a lot of it is volunteering. By, by all the members, you know, to get a, a, the, the woods ready for a shoot, uh, the amount of work that goes into that prior to the day of the shoot might continue on about three or four weeks. County Carlow was the next stop on the club-focused journey, and that led me to the wonderful Cool Lane Riding Club. It was a remarkable experience with a wonderful group of people who are passionate about the sport that they hold dear. Lisa Rothwell spoke about the welcoming nature of the club, and how any rider from any background can enjoy their time at Cool Lane. Riding Club is a very unique and special division of equestrian in Ireland in that it's based on the rider's experience and ability rather than the horses. So no matter what level of experience you have or whether you're a novice rider, there's something for everyone. 
We have members who are complete, complete beginners, but also members who are more advanced and use riding club for training and competitions, um, schooling young horses, and also those competing at national events, such as the Dublin Horse Show. I think most members of the public would have this view that anything to do with horses has a sense of elitism, um, that only the rich and the famous ride. Well, that may be true in some circles, but riding club is much more down to earth. Each and every one of our members has a day job to fund our hobby, with the majority of our disposable income going back into our horses and in turn the local community. Equestrianism in general is a special sport as men and women aren't segregated into different competitions. We all compete against each other on a level playing field. However, riding club is a very female dominated sport and as such, we have a very strong focus on keeping women in riding club. Wexford Swimming Club attracted our gaze for number four. A talented group of swimmers and coaches who were delighted to share their love of the pool. Head coach Martin Kirby was keen to highlight the importance of nurturing the talent of our up-and-coming swimmers. I just believe that if kids enjoy sport, then uh, we're all onto a good thing. And I think it's happiness in sport brings on um, success. And uh, I really do believe that Wexford Swimming Club, the athletes that I've seen here, are very talented kids. And um, I'm just interested in going to most galas and just everybody doing a PB. That's what I want, which is a personal best time. So it's the fastest that they've ever gone before, and that's what we're looking for. So I think actually at the moment, I could be wrong, but I think we've had 285 swims so far this season, and we've had something like 234 personal best times. I think it's a family-orientated um, swimming club, um, and there's a real togetherness. There's... French people, there's English people involved, there's all nationalities here and it just brings everybody together. It's just a good, fun ethos in, within the club and it's just for enjoyment. It's, it's, it's really enjoyment and I really believe that if a national swimmer or an international swimmer comes along on my shift, they come along on my shift when I'm here and that's a bonus. I was back in Carlo for our fifth participant and welcomed by Japanese Martial Arts Centre Bagnallstown. This is a club steeped in tradition and is guided by a master who is sharing his skill set with the region. Noel was keen to emphasise that diversity and a focus on youth has always been a benchmark of his ethos. The main thing we want to be begetting is, is obviously we want to keep building upon what we have here. More children through the door, more adults through the door. It's inclusive to everybody. It's really um, it's, it's good for children as regards their focus and concentration. The fitness element is just completely off the chart because you're, they're doing something every night of the week when they're here. We're running five, six classes a week for kids and then we have the senior classes as well. So we're, the, we're I guess, the jiu-jitsu side of things and the karate side of things would be a lot more physical um, for those people who would like that. For people who would, might not want that much, we have the, the archery and the sword. We actually have one, one member, he's 78 years old, and he does the archery with us down in Kilkenny in Dragon's Lair, which is um, our, our, our main place down there, you know. And we had a guy doing jiu-jitsu last week and he was 62 years of age. Waterford was the next stop on my journey and that brought me to the excellent Waterford Hockey Club. A mixture of nationalities and cultures welcomed me as I saw enthusiasm, talent and a variety of age groups displayed throughout my visit. Joanne Day is the president of the club and she highlighted the importance of youth for the future of the sport. What I love about the club is that, you know, we've got 
kids representing every school, primary school and secondary school in Waterford. And it's lovely for those kids to meet, um, you know, different friends as opposed to their school friends. I like the fact that we've got a lot of players, um, overseas players playing here at the moment. And they bring a different style of hockey to the Irish game. At the moment, we actually have 450 members, which is huge. 100 of those members are adult players and then 350 um, junior players. And they, they range in age from junior infants up to under 16 so we're predominantly a very, I suppose, a youth-orientated club. Um, I suppose, like, you know, one of the things that we're, we're hoping to introduce just after Easter, we're going to run a number of initiatives. And one of those is a programme, Pick Up a Stick programme. So it's basically for anybody that just wants to try the game. We're also going to run an initiative, Bring a Friend to Hockey. That works really well every year because all the boys and girls, they bring their, their friends along. Kilkenny welcomes me next as we enter the second half of the club focus competition. The extremely talented Kilkenny Spartans Volleyball Club attracts members from all across the region and their passion was infectious. The brains behind the operation is Benny O'Regan and he was keen to highlight the importance of having an open door policy. It's more about the we, it's not necessarily about me. For me, for me starting off was the trigger to launch the club and be able to uh, expose it on many different platforms both offline and online. So it was more or less the sowing the seeds of something that I didn't have when I was growing up uh, as an after-school project. So now I wanted to establish something, for, especially for the youth uh, within the southeast region, to have an, have an outlet like uh, for volleyball and uh, to give them the chance to be able to you know, participate, learn a few things and hopefully bring them on different levels depending on where their mindset is at. But more importantly, it was always going to be an alternative place with an open door policy of welcoming anyone and everyone in regardless of their ability, age, gender, sex or whatever. It's an all for one, one for all type of club that I always wanted to keep at the core. Boxing was the next sport to have its time in the limelight and specifically that of the guys at Southeast Boxing Club. Based in Cleary's town in Wexford, the dedication to their craft is obvious and the love of the sport is shared throughout their volunteers. Jenna Reddy is the head coach for the underage groups and she spoke about the confidence that she sees children gaining each and every time they step through the ropes. You are part of a team here, but when you get in that ring, it's, it's you and only you. Kids have so much confidence to get in there on their own. They had their first little show just recently and I was so proud of them. Every single one of them get in there and they showed all the skills that they've been learning. And beyond belief that at their age, they could get in there and do it. And I thought I'd do the same. I'm 36 years of age and I didn't think that I would get in that ring, but now I am. So I can show the kids. I'm, I'm here more than I am at home. I'm away with the kids other people's kids more than I am with my own sometimes. So um, whether it's the weekends, during the week, I give up any bit of time I have to come here. I mean, it's really, it's all voluntary. I mean, the parents are great as well at helping out when it comes to fundraising and stuff like that. You know, and we've only a few coaches. We've got a couple more coaches now, which is great. The Institute of Self-Defence in County Waterford showcased their talents as participant number nine. A meticulous setup allows for the growth of their passionate members, which was obvious from the second I entered the gym. From young to old, there was a sense of family and togetherness, as was explained by their founder, James Welsh. 
a lot of the self-defence industry is solely focused on the fighting side of it and we wanted to establish more awareness, avoidance, de-escalation and then action if, ne if needed. Um, it's something that was missing in the industry, especially here in Ireland, so I think we're kind of pioneering that degree. We have students here from the age of 5 to 60 plus, uh, all nationalities, all religions and creeds, um, we've trained everybody through the years, guards, members of the army, arm response unit, to old age pensioners, you name it, we've, had, we've seen it here through the years. We love coming up here, myself and the other instructors, we all work full-time jobs. It's very much a labour of love, we love coming up, um, going, tr going through the lessons each week with the students, um, bringing people on, bringing, bringing on their confidence, uh, their fitness, their strength, uh, their awareness and their self-esteem. I was back in Kilkenny for participant number 10 and an experience with Kilkenny Storm Ice and Inline Hockey. The passion for skating is driven by the coaches and shared by the parents and athletes alike. They hold a desire for growth and that message was shared by Paul Cummins, the head coach of Kilkenny Storm. With the lack of ice facilities in Ireland, um, this is the next best thing inline. Um, it has leagues. It's, um, it's a very physical sport, it's fast sport, it's a hand-eye, stick, puck. So the similarities with hurling is, is, is very close. Um, we have a lot of people that play hurling and take it up and they, they love it. You know, There's two aspects to the sport that are enjoyable. There's the skating part of it, which kids enjoy. And then you add the, the actual game of hockey towards it as well. So we have kids that are like six, four to six years of age that come in and they skate around and every now and again join in on the game. But they enjoy the skating part of it, chasing each other. We play little games like tag and, and bull rush and stuff like that. So they, they adore that side of it. And then we, you know, we play hockey, like as you can see inside. We play hockey for a couple of minutes at the end. So it's very attractive, it's a high adrenaline game, it's a high impact game, we, we wear plenty of padding and I think kids nowadays crave that kind of sport, you know. The penultimate participant came from County Carlow and shared their love of cricket. Bagnallstown Cricket Club are crying out for new members and welcoming players from across the region. They're a brilliant group of people with members from across the globe and their message was very simple from the day, give it a go. As highlighted by Simon an avid player and volunteer for the junior team. I'm always on to my a few friends and people in work or whatever to, to kind of come down and get their kids to come down and try it as well. Yeah. Um, and it is tough for us um, as a summer sport in Ireland competing against uh, against other sports that are a lot more popular. Uh, but we're kind of chipping away at it and we're, we're kind of making good progress in terms of our kind of youth numbers and uh, youth participation as well. So it's... It's hard work, but um, we're getting there. Yeah. For us, like I said, it, it, it is hard for us competing against a lot of other uh, sports. Um, cricket, obviously, it's a minority sport outside of Dublin in Ireland. It's it's extremely popular in Dublin. There's a lot of big clubs in Dublin. Um, but for us, uh, we are a minority sport. We're um, we we are a small club, um, so to to hope hopefully kind of get a bit more exposure, let people know that we're here, um, that it's a game for men, women, and children. Um, hopefully come down, see what we're about, uh, give it a try. And that brings us to participant number 12. The excellent Raheen Rounders Club has brought old friends together and made plenty of new ones along the way. They're a new setup and they're welcoming players to visit them in County Wexford. Eunan Furlong is the co-manager of the mixed team and he highlights the bond that is shared within the ranks of Raheen Rounders Club. It's school. It's like I love playing it in school. Like It's sixth class in school. There was community games. And here in Raheen, they had a particularly strong game, or strong team in Rounders. Like, just try it. Like, it's it's completely, 
like you can see here like we have a lovely panel of players there's a great committee behind it all it's a lovely social sport there's at most you're going to be running 25 meters and catching the ball like there's a few finger injuries but we'll we'll talk about that when when we get to that point but yeah no like it's it's just more kind of homely sport like it's not show up and you're lost in 15 players like you are and like everybody knows everybody here like it's it's no different in that sense to football and hurling but like it's that little bit closer and that completes the recap of the participants in this year's club focus on august 23rd we're hosting the awards night where one of those clubs will earn the title of winner and more importantly pocket themselves a grand head to beat 102103.com forward slash club focus vote to cast your vote now. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie. That is everything for today, and it was fantastic to listen back to our 12 participants. Keep your messages coming through our socials and keep sending your emails to sport at beat102103.com. Beat Anthems is coming right up. Have yourself a great evening. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra.